Hello gorgeous, welcome back to yet another edition of our podcast in Not So Quiet Place. My name is Ubu Pamela Viana, and thank you so much for tuning in, for listening on all our major streaming platforms and welcome to our new subscribers on YouTube. Great to have you part of the family. As per usual, I'm with my co-host, Mr. Mgati. What up everyone, welcome back to another episode of the A Not So Quiet Place podcast with Pam and Sfundum Thank you guys for listening, thank you guys for continuously tuning into the podcast and we truly value your opinions and stuff so let's keep the conversation going on our comment section but other than that the new topic of the week, Pam, please. Well, our new topic of the week is life after varsity, and we thought it would be great to have a little deep dive into the topic of life after varsity since we're at a mature-ish age and we're nearly hitting our 30s and it's like, whoa, where did time go? So without further ado, I'm going to ask the first questions, Fundo, um, which is a reflective one. Yeah. Reflective one. Um, Come dive, dive right in, right? In, in there, like somewhere. Um, are you where you thought you'd be in life at the age that you're at right now? Um, and if yes, do tell us why. And if no, tell us why as well. Hmm. So, am I where I thought I would be at 27? No. I don't think I am where I thought I would be at 27, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe for our generation, we sort of expected life to like shoot up the roof soon as we left varsity. So honestly, I think the majority of us are not where we we saw ourselves being at at, at, at the age we had after varsity. For me, I'm not where I where I thought I would be, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I'm enjoying being where I am right now, and I do every now and then reflect uh, upon um, what where would I be right now, and I think. Uh, I never have like regrets in terms of like maybe I'm at the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay, I've uh, after school I went to Joburg for like two years to work there. Mm-hmm. So for me that was quite an experience at first because uh, well it was Joburg, it was, <laughs> it was a new space. But for me it was I liked the idea that I was out of my comfort zone. I was mm-hmm. I wasn't around my parents to sort of like baby me around and stuff I wasn't around them to ask for help or anything so it sort of taught me to be independent to be a man that I by myself not really a man (laughs) but to be by myself and be able to take care of myself and look out for myself so I really enjoyed that experience and as much as it didn't go further into me staying a bit longer in Jobek, but I was like, I'm actually cool with the experience that I got there. Mm-hmm. And I was quite happy when I came back to Devon. Uh, I didn't have like any regrets. I was mm-hmm. like, I put myself out there. I tried, uh, I, I worked hard. I worked, yeah, I would say I worked hard and I did my best. And when, it, when I felt like it didn't work out, you know, I came back this side and I was like, uh, I'm good. I'm 
I'm ready to like reset, restart. I think, yeah, I think that's the most important part, being able to see once you've hit a wall mm -hmm. and be able to back up and be like, oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Which way should I go from here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, yeah, I would say um, I don't regret where I am right now. I'm at a, I'm at a quite a nice place for myself, I would mm -hmm. say. And you? Well, <laughs> um, before I answer my question, I would actually yeah. want to say that I had had a conversation with someone that you worked with mm. in Johannesburg. Yeah. And what they said to me was like, Sfunda is going to make it, not only because of the person he is, yeah. but because he's not in it for the money. He's in it for the passion. He's in it because he really wants to do that. And because he also comes from an amazing family, a good structure, good background, he's genuinely going to make it because his heart is in the right place. So yeah. that's someone you worked with in Joburg. So if you feel like <laughs> you hit a brick wall, they saw that and they were like, trust me, they're going to make it. So I just wanted you to know that. Uh -huh. That's in confidence, child. That's your family's <laughs> my stance, I would say. Exactly. Thank that's in confidence, child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for me, um, I actually got so emotional when I was going through the questions and whatnot. So I decided yeah. to write a note because I knew that it's if fun. I were to say anything, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so I, I went back to the time. Remember, there was this note that Frank Ocean wrote on his Facebook oh, celebrating Reddit. Reddit, Reddit yeah, yes. Reddit. You know that note, right? Yeah, celebrating, right. I think it was the success of Channel Orange or Blonde, something yeah, along yeah. those lines. And he was um, speaking to a 25 year old self or something like a younger self, a before, younger self. before the fame the yes stuff. before yeah. the fame so it's a note quite like that but not to a younger self so it's not even that deep young, so. <laughs> <laughs> i actually said um i'm not where i want to be but i'm not where i was and i'm so grateful for that there was a time when nothing was going right in my life and everything was in a loop and i felt like a tortured soul but now I'm working through that and I'm thankful. I cannot actually receive and not fumble any bag because I've had opportunities and I've had bags before that I've fumbled because my posture wasn't at a great place and I wasn't aligned at all. Had I carried on the way I'd carried on, I would have been a rolling stone and I don't know where I'd be today. So I am truly, truly grateful for it all and I'm thankful that I'm here today. So basically, that's what I would say that, yes, I'm not where I thought I'd be, but I'm grateful for him. Um, where I am right now because looking back to where I came from I'd always be like people would see me and think I'm such a happy person yeah, deep down yeah. inside I was I was depressed most fighting of the time I was fighting demons fighting battles tortured and I'd always been I've always been a lucky person I'm not even gonna lie I've always yeah. had so many opportunities and I'd always had things work out in my favor and I'd think hey why me and I would get those things but I wouldn't know how to handle them because I hadn't dealt with a lot of stuff that was inside of me internal yeah. things um, and a lot of things kept on happening trying to teach me lessons that I didn't want to learn and then it just kept on happening in different forms and different places so and different people so that's why you're stuck in that loop yes yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, so that's what happened. So now with everything and where I am mentally, spiritually, physically, every single kidney you can get, um, I'm not where I at. I'm at. Yes, I can do so much better. But now I have the tools and the resources, and I've grown, and I can actually sit and reflect and be like, okay, it's on you. It's game time now. So now you would say that you are at peace with where you are right now, yes. even though it's not where you want to be. Yes. But you are at peace yes. with where you are I'm right in, now. I have consistent peace. Yes, because I'm a human. I get angry, of course. I'm <laughs> so sweet. But yeah, I have consistent peace. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I didn't have before, to be quite honest. I wouldn't go a mm. week without feeling depressed about something. Yeah. So I'm happy because I have consistent peace and it's taken every oh, wow. hour to get to where I'm at. That's good. So that's yeah. Good. yeah. I won't cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, really. <laughs> so with you saying that you went to Johannesburg and you felt like you had a brick wall, etc., etc., um... Have you forgiven yourself for not achieving goals that you said you'd achieve for your life at a certain time frame? Hmm. This is a very emotional podcast. Yeah, I didn't okay. think it was going to be. Yeah, you did it. You did it. <laughs> Have I forgiven myself? I would say I am. I think it takes a lot out of you to be at peace with where you are. But also being able to look and revise and be like, wait, were those goals unrealistic enough for me to achieve at that age? Or was I, or, or did I have the mind and the expectation of someone who just came out of varsity and thought that life would be kind, you know? Maybe, I think because of that, I've been able to reflect and be like, um, maybe I was unreal, I was unrealistic with the time frame so I think the most important goals right now that I want for myself mm. yeah are still achievable mm -hmm. it's just that uh, at that at, maybe at that time I was unrealistic with mm -hmm. the time frame but now I feel like I'm more focused I'm more I'm more attend to myself mm -hmm. you know well, the kings have been ironed out yeah so i think okay. yeah i think the kings have been ironed out and i'm i'm just i'm able to now to just look at life and be like okay this is where i'm mad right now mm -hmm. which goals are which goals still feel like they are mine because sometimes especially when you get out of varsity the majority some of the goals that we have are not really ours true they are our peers and stuff so true their influence still runs deep until we actually see the real world and be like, okay, now I kind of understand my priorities and I also understand where my trajectory is at, you know, where I've set my targets at and you sort of like focus more, you know. It, it narrows everything down, you know. So <laughs> you have to... I think after varsity, you have to keep an open mind for you to actually be able to better for yourself. True. Or yeah. else you're gonna yo, you're it's gonna hate gonna, yourself for life. It's not gonna you're be gonna nice. have to accept the owls and yeah. take the lessons and move. But don't stay in them. Yeah, that's the thing. I think taking the L's that's the most important one. Learning to take them and how to 
better yourself after you took you took an L. So mm. where to go from here? You know, mm. you hit the mm. bottom. So where to go from here? I oh. think that's the most important part. And you? True, true. <laughs> and it's it's funny that you say that you had to be away from everything because look what God did removed you from everything, put yeah. you in Joburg and said, okay, Baba, Asbone, Asbone, I think also. Because I grew up with my dad and he always like fostered the idea of being independent, mm. being able to stand for myself. I think that that fully kicked in when I went to Jobig and I was like, okay, cool. You know, Big city life. It naturally kicked in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's what I would say. Um, for me, having forgiven myself for not achieving goals that I set at a certain time frame, I also wrote some notes, but I'm not gonna read it because <laughs> I realized when I was looking at these questions that hey, this is way too emotional. I might maybe, cry. <laughs> maybe you're creating a journal for yourself. Maybe because yeah. I was like, journaling this is and you... way too emotional. <laughs> you didn't realize. <laughs> That's exactly. good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I need to write things down because. <laughs> So Pam had an introspection <laughs> was, while thinking about the topic. That's it was amazing. Crazy. Bro. That's amazing. Because when we were putting these questions together, I was like, I this is just coming in some questions. That's good. That's good. When I started reading them, I was like, okay, this is They really hit home. Yeah. Um I actually have I have forgiven myself a lot and before I had so much torment internally because I had not forgiven myself growing up being the star student I mean not to toot my own horn I was always smart always an overachiever if I played sports I'm gonna be the best if I academics I'm gonna be the best and everybody had expected that of me and then I internalized that I am the best, okay? So I expected so much more of myself. I expected so much more of myself. But then growing up and being older, I realized that I I was competing also with people, as you said. We had backup plans. I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have financial help. I didn't have any of that. I literally had to stand on my own two feet and make things work from the time I left, like, in the trick. Yeah. Because once again, if you don't have, like, parents, that, that foundation is not there. So you have to be on your own two feet and you can rely on other people to a certain extent, which is understandable. Like, it's understandable. I can't... Now I understand the psyche of everything and how other people are going through their own things. So they couldn't really, like, take me in like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So... I was competing with people who could have easily just called mom if things weren't working out or called dad if things weren't working out. I, on the other hand, if things aren't working out, things aren't working out. That's just it. So I was competing a lot with that and I had to like pave my own way with everything and I'm not using this as an excuse because as I've said, there are plenty of opportunities have been given to me that I don't even know why I got those opportunities I've been so lucky, I don't know why Um, I mean even in high school I was on a full bursary I wasn't, uh, yes I was doing well academically but not that well guys <laughs> not that well but I was on a full bursary and my high school was expensive and I was like why me? Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't the most well-behaved student. I was a freedom fighter. Yeah. I would fight the institution. I would fight everyone, the structure, everything. I'd be like, no, you can't tell us that. <laughs> the tyrant. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even the tyrant. I was 
you know when you're fighting, you fighting the tyrant yes i was fighting the tyrants <laughs> fighting the institution yeah. fighting the law but no this is wrong this is wrong yeah. but I, I still stayed on the ministry so that was always crazy to me mm. um but long story short i realized as i wasn't forgiving myself that a lot of things it was me holding me back not anybody else yes a lot of things have played into but when I really sat down with myself and I really got to a place where I learned to introspect and look at things where I'm not looking at through the eyes of the ego that, oh my gosh, so-and-so should have taken care of me. Outside oh my gosh. I got outside of myself, looked at everything, looked at all the dynamics that were at play. And I looked at the one common denominator here, which is me. So I have to take action I have to take accountability, which is not great. Yeah. I had to take, I had to be honest, brutally honest with myself to say, listen, one, two, three, four, five, that is you, not them, not, that is you. And I had to take action after that because it's all great to take accountability and be honest and introspect, but then what you're going to do? Because <laughs> if you don't know what you're going to do, you're going to repeat the same mistakes again so I have forgiven myself and this life thing doesn't have a manual so I've forgiven myself and I'm just learning to be better each and every single day so (laughs) with that being said um, how was the adjustments because you went to go work in Joburg right so fine you're adjusting to a new city now not only adjusting to a new city but you're adjusting from college to corporate yeah you being in a business space or working environments um have you always been professional in those environments or do you think you were prepared or not prepared enough to be a a working professional now you're no longer a kid you're no longer just joining after school you're a working professional i would say i was prepared to a certain extent because when you think about the industry that uh, I studied and worked on mm-hmm. after school. Which is video know, technology. Which was video film technology. And television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, with like, my, especially like the internship that you have to do before mm. you even go to the working world, like, mm. it really prepares you. And for me, I was lucky enough to work like on a, a few television stuff mm. before even actually going into into like a work environment full time, you know. So I think from there I adjusted, I realized how to apply certain things that I've learned in school. Mm. And but the difference was the people, you know. Mm. The the way they treat you there, it's very different compared to how you get treated at school. Of you know? course. No one's <laughs> no one's babying you outside there. Mm. You have to actually you have to be accountable in terms of how you work. You have to be accountable with everything that you do and not and not make excuses out I, 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 I was able to like defend myself when mm-hmm. things go wrong mm-hmm. but then the guy uh, like the camera the what the camera operator that I was working with at that time was able to like tell me like yo hey bruh you gotta stop having a mouth and actually work work yeah mm-hmm. you have to stop like defending everything and and be and be able to apply what is being told to you to do you know so i that's one thing that was like the biggest lesson for me 
was learning to be accountable for every action. If I mess up, I mess up. You take accountability for that. You don't try to make an excuse as to why did you did you mess up. It's all about how how do I bring a solution to the situation because I'm already in that situation at that moment. So, yeah, for me, the adjustment when I once I was in Joburg, the different thing was traveling a lot. I would say that was a bit tiring sometimes mm. but quite enjoyable for especially when you just got out of school you don't want to be confined in the space of an office True. so i think i enjoyed that part because the work always pushed me to be outside and not be stuck in a an office in front of a computer the whole day so yeah i would say that's it for me i i don't think it was uh what it taught me lessons that way outside of what i had learned in school because it's such a practical thing my job i think that's the difference that's the difference mm-hmm. yeah i'm not and you i'm only oh me it's actually been different um because at that time i was you wanted to be more of a writer didn't you Yes, I wanted to be more of a writer. I wasn't for, still I'm not for the industry. Yeah. I will never be for the industry. <laughs> um, yeah. And at that time, I was a very... What's the word for spoiled? Someone who just thinks things are going to work for them. I don't know. There's a word. There's that word. Yeah. Yes. And I was also severely depressed and I didn't know it. And even more depressed that I didn't like the industry. (laughs) So, um, sometimes I would find myself not putting my weights and thinking that everything's just going to go my way because that's how I've always lived, guys. Things have been going my way because I would easily pull up the, I have no parents card in high school. And the, Oh, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. At home, if okay, fine. I'm not gonna say I was always treated like 100% rise, but when I felt like, oh, okay, I'm losing this battle, is it because I don't have parents? Mm. And it's like, oh, you, you know. Yeah, so I yeah. thought that mentality, I can take it to work. <laughs> Nobody cares. Pull any card you want. Be depressed no to back and forth. They lie. We need the work. <laughs> and I was <laughs> very lucky that I interned with someone who could see that I'm not for this and that Jen tried he tried so hard to the to the point where he just said you know what I'll write I'll sign off your hours we have this is not working you need to go home sit with yourself really think about what you want you're really talented in one two three four because I've seen it when I want you to write things when I want you to produce things when I want you to create content when I want you to manage the artists because he had a he was managing artists and all that type of stuff you're great but when I say hold the camera pad me fall apart (laughs) what's going on (laughs) and I say edit pad (laughs) what's going on and I cry no orders a lot Um, so I did like professionalism at that time Um, I don't think I like professionalism at that time and also I didn't only I haven't only worked in the film industry mm-hmm. I've worked in retail I've worked in promotions I've worked in admin I've worked across different sectors yeah. and now that I'm older I can now properly distinguish between I am working 
and taking things personally and it's taking a lot of growth and a lot of mentorship per se from people that I've found along the way in work in the working environment to be like okay you know what I see something in you but that we need to fix one two three four to shape you up because listen this is not going to get you anywhere you get to work on time you leave on time you hand in your projects you do this you do that so it's been a huge jump for me (laughs) a huge jump (laughs) to the point I was like I'm a paperwork Mm. damn my dad people he worked for himself kind of just be like my dad you know (laughs) so yeah and even to the point when i remember because when i stepped out and looked at how i was after varsity because i went to varsity then went to college to do pr yeah i realized that there's such a huge gap between some children who went to these schools and children who went to different schools when they jump into the workplace they find it hard to manage because of the language barrier professionalism certain ethics that they don't know yeah don't work in this environment you have to be a certain way or speak in a certain way so we even started a a work readiness program when i was at college that worked out so while we're teaching all the final year students how to be prepared for work and worked with this other HR company and they came in and we taught people how to even have proper dialects, how to conversate in the working environment. So that was great. So I use that as a 360. (laughs) But guys, before you go into a working industry, please, even if you can watch YouTube videos or whatever the case may be, prepare yourself. It's not going to be like anything and maybe at home they haven't given you the tools to say, M17, this is how you, you work. Handle yourself. You handle yeah. yourself because your reputation, your image, that's your currency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And your work outputs, that's your currency. Um, so, for the last one, what would you tell an 18 year old self now given the chance that you could go back <laughs> well i wasn't 18 when i got to varsity so <laughs> no but, but even before varsity because yeah. you know you're 18 you're mm. like i can conquer the world 18 19 17 yeah. for me i would tell him to focus on, on what is it that makes him that he likes doing it's like I feel like as much as we we don't see it, but we like doing what really speaks to us. That's the thing, because sometimes that differs in terms of what we like to doing and what we like to do with our friends and what we think we're supposed to. Yeah, because... yeah, yeah. So I would say once you really, really develop an introspection to like recognize that I really, really like doing this thing find out if you can actually withstand the shitty sandwich that comes with it. True. That's what I... uh, (laughs) Before you monetize it. Yeah, before you monetize it. Understand if you can... If you can stay when the... When the weather's not really that good. Can you actually stay there and be there even if it's going very bad? Because once you understand that about yourself, then you can easily make a good career choice. Mm. You know, you can easily propel yourself to a bigger career. Even in like your late twenties, your career True. could pick up in your late twenties, and by your thirties, you you are very you are really in a good place. Mm. So, on it for me, if I was still eighteen, I would truly follow what is it that speaks to my heart the most, more mm. than anything else. I think. 
that will never mislead you. As much, like, I think we don't really know how to, what? Maybe we don't to, have the EQ we, when yeah, we're that young. We don't have, yeah, we don't have the intelligence to actually realize what is mm. it that we want in life. So, yeah, I would say that. I would say just go with the feeling. Go with mm. what is it that truly, that truly, really, truly is the north of your heart. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is actually so profound. <laughs> what is really truly the north? North. Yeah, the north. Of your the heart. North. Yeah. That was, that was profound. That's a gem. <laughs> um, I wrote another note because I feared that I was going to go off on a long tangent. And now I realized that I'm a pretty good writer. Um, of course. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I said, what a ride it's going to be. Ideally, I'd love to go back, but I'm scared that if I change anything, my whole trajectory... Wait. I said, what a ride it's going to be. Ideally, I'd love to go back, but I'm scared that if I did, I'd change my whole trajectory and not live out my purpose and learn all the lessons I'm supposed to learn the way I should. Because I honestly believe that amazing things are on my horizon and I'm going to live a truly breathtaking life whilst helping other people along the way. Had it not been for the lessons, had it not been for the hours, I wouldn't be here today. I would have been speaking the way I'm speaking and living the way I'm living. So that's what I say to her 18 year old self. Sure. Take those hours, girl. Take them L's. <laughs> take them. Take them. Learn from them. Taking them L's. <laughs> and it's it's consistent. You know what the thing is? We think L's stop. They don't. They don't. You can get as rich as a. And still gonna take your L's. Still gonna have plenty of L's along the way. Yeah. So, guys, that's it from us, hey? You heard what we have to say about life of diversity. If you are also in that space and time right now, just uh, let us know what life is like for you after varsity because I'm sure some other people would like to hear what what is it that they can expect after varsity. I mean, yeah. like, it's nice to hear from, like, experience of people who are almost as, what? Senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> we're getting there, but we're not there. I think we we at the right time of adulthood to be able to help like the others. Yes. Before, before. Yes. Uh, after, before us. after, after us. God, no, y'all heard it. The last, the last that one though. Y'all yeah. Know so thank you guys so much for listening just let us hear what you have to say in the comment section and yeah let's continue this dialogue guys as we usually do Mm -hmm. it's been all good for me thank you so much and if I cried I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) from Sfundo and Pam in a not so quiet place cheers guys